You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Patreon. You can join them for $3 a month at patreon.com forward slash The Whole Church Podcast. You can also support the show in our efforts to get a new website and to throw our convention next year, the Every Tribe, Denomination, and Tongue Convention, by going to the fundraiser link down below in the show notes and checking out our fundraiser t-shirts. Luke 2, verses 10 through 14 in the New American Standard Bible reads, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born to you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels, praising God and saying, Glory in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. Uh, a lot of us know that verse from the King James, where it says, uh, uh, In peace on earth, goodwill to men. More of your updated versions of the Bible tend to interpret it, peace among people with whom he is pleased. Eric Nevins, how is the news of Jesus' birth good news to all men, if not all will choose to follow him? And what does peace among people with whom he is pleased that came with Christ's birth look like today? Yeah, uh, such a good question. Okay, so the first part is, you know, how is it still good news? I think Jesus is proof, assuming that you accept all of you, all of the traditional Christian theology, that Jesus is God with us. Uh, he's That's always going to be good news, right? He is he's proof that not only... Uh, are we not alone, but that God still cares about who we are, about about humanity yeah. and about what we can be and that we're redeemable. So I think that is absolutely the good news there. As far as, you know, what is peace among people with whom he is pleased look like? You know, I think I know the theme here is unity. I think that's probably part of it, you know, just to try to uh, as much as is possible for us, love one another, regardless of our other commitments, whether it's to our, our, our tribe, if you will, or our um, theological beliefs, but to understand and appreciate that each person that we come across is a human being that we need to connect with and realize that God loves. Hey everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll, and I have been esteemed the great privilege and honor to announce to you the one, the only, the one of legend, whom some doubt whether or not he is real or simply me doing a different voice acting like the legend, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Welcome back to your show. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, my other, my other great privilege and the other reason i am here is to announce our guest and today it's a fantastic guest he has been back this will be his third december visit to talk about christian podcast the founder of the christian podcast association and the host of halfway there the one and only eric nevins welcome back i for a second there i thought you were throwing your voice josh i, I could just on the screen here. It was... yeah, don't tell them that I'm the only one on video. Okay. They don't need yeah. to know that TJ is a figment. Of it was just brief, but no, actually, yeah. it's there's two of you here. It's okay. I don't, don't, don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> we'll have to keep it ambiguous. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, if you are listening uh, to me, TJ, the separate and distinct entity from Joshua, consider <laughs> checking out our new fundraiser shirts for our new website and the convention we're holding next year. If you don't like the fundraiser shirt, uh, there are other options, but the fundraiser shirt's the one that you're going to wear to the the convention. So uh, yeah. buy that one. Uh, come meet me and Josh and Eric Nevins, yeah. hopefully at yeah. our, our at our convention. Yeah, and special use gifts. the code. Yeah, use the code whole W H O L E for five dollars off the store this month only. So hop on that. Maybe it'll get there in time for Christmas. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Also, at the convention, you will get a complimentary shirt. So you'll have two shirts to wear 
So as long as you, you know you wear one the one day, you got one the other day. That last day, yeah, I guess you should just buy something from the store for that, and you're you're set for the whole convention. Guys, you guys know I have a favorite form of unity. Um, it's really powerful. It's something that we practice on the show. Um, so hopefully you've spiritually gotten yourself ready for silliness. And we're going to start this off with a silly question, as always. TJ and I will answer first, give you time to think about it, Eric. If you were a hockey coach and could choose any one Arctic animal to be on your team, which animal would you choose? I'm going to start because I'm sure I have a wrong answer and TJ's answer is going to be just too correct. Um, This question was tailored to him. He's a hockey lover and a pseudo-biologist. Just couldn't be any more in his field. But I'm going to say the Arctic Fox. I want swiftness, agility, and the ability to move on the ice. TJ hates my answer. Go ahead, TJ. I just, I don't think uh, an Arctic Fox would be able to move a puck that well, which is pretty integral to the game. In my mind, foxes are like agile and move really well. Yeah. Uh, Seems like it should work. I feel like that's as applicable to all animals though like we're sort of assuming that the animals are playing hockey yeah but i I was just gonna let it be him Uh, i'm choosing a walrus uh, specifically from the geico commercial from a few years ago (laughs) where (laughs) there was a walrus just sitting in front of the net goalie of the year every year vesna winner for his entire career i think you cheated by having source material uh, it was aired nationally. I have nothing else to say. Uh, all right. All right. Eric, which Arctic animal are you putting on your hockey team? All right. Well, I decided to go with an orca because, uh, first of all, nice. uh, have you ever, for, have you seen these things? Like they, they are very they're cunning. They're smart. They work together. Yeah. Uh, and they, they know, uh, what they're doing and sometimes they just harass other animals for no reason just because <laughs> yeah. they like to so i thought that'd be pretty good on the uh hockey ice uh i mean we're, i guess i'm assuming they're going to come up under uh, under the ice and move the ball move the puck or whatever yeah so. they're just gonna use their fin <laughs> through the ice something i don't know but Perfect. either way they're gonna harass somebody and some, there's gonna be a fight so that's what oh, i'm yeah. here for yeah. Yeah. realistically it just needs to jump onto the court once it takes the foul and you're good <laughs> the ice yeah. is gone penalty box they don't make penalty boxes big enough for orcas so. there you go so it's it can't go to the penalty box yeah. all right he's, he's a good he's a good team guy he's big he gets in their faces that's right he likes to be where that's the puck true. is but that's true yeah no that's a good answer <laughs> terrifying answer <laughs> now, well, hey, look at that i appreciate that you did like that's you know it's better than arctic fox because yeah he's gonna drown sorry yeah I really appreciate how the guests know which one of my voices to address during the podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he's a return guest. He's oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's how he's it out. Yeah. So, uh, you have been on the show for the past two years around this time to discuss the state of Christian podcasting. Uh, for those who missed those episodes, could you catch everyone up on who you are, what podcasts you do, and what the Christian Podcasters Association is? I'm having trouble with my S's today. Yeah, that could be a tough one. Uh, okay, so thanks. So yeah, my name is Eric Nevins. Um, I do a couple things. My podcast is called Halfway There. We were just discussing it's about six and a half years old. Uh, past episode 300 this year. I think I've got episode 320 scheduled toward the end of December 2022. Wow. And that's kind of exciting. Um, and it's been a lot of fun fun to do. But then also I have uh, the Christian Podcaster, which... I'm reviving. So I had started this in 2020 and you know, I don't think you're really a podcaster if you haven't pod faded something. So I started the show, had some other things going on, decided to let it go for a little while. And then I decided in the last six months or so that CPA really needs a podcast of its own, right? We need something that, that uh, would draw people into CPA and, and teach and hopefully bring people into some of our other products that we have. So Christian podcasters association started as a free Facebook group. That's still there. And I think that's where I met you guys and people can yeah. come in and, and uh, connect with a whole bunch of other podcasters. But then over the last couple of years, uh, we've added things like I do personal coaching, help people get their shows started. Uh, we have a, we have memberships at both a silver and a gold level. So kind of basic 
options that you have and then also more of a mastermind kind of a thing. Um, and we do, we do some other things. I started doing podcast audits, which is actually kind of an interesting uh, yeah. piece that I've, I find actually really, really fun to bring. I've listened to thousands of hours of podcasts, right? So then <laughs> to bring all of that to a, uh, a conversation with a podcaster and say, okay, this is where you have to go next uh, has been kind of yeah. fun. So that's who I am. That's what we do in Christian Podcasters Association. Um, yeah, I hope I, I really want to champion the cause of Christian podcasting. That's crazy. Yeah, we have a, a mutual friend, been on the show a few times, uh, Brandon Knight. And for those of you who've been following my seminary life for some time, yeah, you can track some of this. Of At, at some point, I helped him upgrade some of his equipment because he, he wasn't sure about some of oh, that yeah. stuff. And yeah, uh, then yeah. later down the road, Eric came and was like, hey, you need some coaching. I had a coaching session with him and... I got to say, my seminary life is one of the one of the few podcasts that I genuinely get upset when I notice I've been behind for a little bit. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I mean, part of it part of it is because it's not as episodic. It's like he's walking you through the class, and I'm like, I feel like I'm just getting free college lessons. Right. I really love the idea. So that, there's a lot of things that podcasts can can do. One of them is to create conversations. One of them is to shine light in places where you otherwise wouldn't be able to look. But what he does with that is more, it's almost like a, it's not exactly a personal journal, but it's sort of in that vein, right? Where he's, he's taking you on that journey of going through seminary. He's using it to kind of process his, um, you know, classes and things like that, but then you get the benefit of it. Oh, Genius. Yeah. I really think yeah. it's, it's super, it's like he deserves a wider audience. Yeah. Forces him to study too. I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, it's interesting. Like you were talking about different kinds of podcasts, and there are different, definitely things that you listen to for different reasons. And sometimes that affects mm-hmm. like the frequency of which you listen. Yep. Like I would not be surprised if our guests only check in every now and then because we're pretty episodic. You can just listen to a single episode and not need to know what happened before or after, pretty much right. ever. <laughs> but and I think for the most part, that's probably true of halfway there as well. I know yep. if I'm feeling particularly down, that's a great show because it really brings you through some people's darkest times and then out the other end. Right. Great thing just to pick you up every now and then. And then you have shows like, you know, Brandon's that are building up a class or um, Stephanie day. Another friend of ours does like a, a horror fiction story thing. Ooh. Yeah. So like you kind of have to hang in there, you know? Yeah, that's good. That keeps people listening. That's good. Oh yeah. Um, so you also mentioned that you write for podcasters magazine and you had our show featured on there before. Um, what can you tell us about the magazine and how that's been going? Yeah. Okay. So interesting update here. So I actually left podcast magazine in August, oh. but I still love podcast magazine. Steve Olsher and uh, Kelly are behind that. They are amazing. And Kelly Polker, they're amazing. And I love them very much, but I found I had to, I just needed to focus on what I was doing for a while. I was just getting further and further behind as I got to, I got to step away. Uh, but I absolutely love it. And I love the opportunity to feature people like you and different Christian podcasters in the magazine uh, because the Christian category is the largest category, actually, among all the podcasts. We actually have the smallest wow. number of listens, which is a little disturbing, <laughs> but uh, it tells you something. Uh, and I really wanted to kind of honor that. But then I also had the opportunity to get outside the category sometimes, which is pretty interesting as well. Speaks to your unity theme, right? Uh, and talk, talk to, um, you know, people in the, in the different religious categories. That was interesting, but you know, the magazine, I think they're doing some amazing work. They, uh, did you hear about the Ben Shapiro thing at podcast movement? Mm-mm. I'll tell you, let me tell you this story. So I was there. Here's what happened. Uh, Ben Shapiro, his company had a, um, the daily wire, they had a booth at podcast movement, big, huge booth right in the op- main open area. Uh, and so Ben, who owns that company come, came in to the event, walked around. He wasn't there very long. He walked around the the floor. There's like a, it was underneath um, the next level down. There was a, mm-hmm. like an exhibition area, right? So he walks around. I saw him there, stopped, shook his hand um, and just said, hi, I forgot to take, I didn't even bother to take a selfie. I just didn't <laughs> even think about it. So yeah. you can't prove that I, I can't prove that I did this. But anyway, so I saw him and talked to him. He wasn't doing anything. He had some guys around him. So it was kind of a, you could tell it was, if I was going to talk to him, I was going to have to 
pass muster with these dudes that were kind of around yeah. him. Makes sense. Yeah. And then he left. Well, podcast movement the next day tweeted an apology to people uh, that he was there. Um, and oh. partly because other podcasters who were of other um, communities, let's just say that, saw saw him there, took a picture and said, hey, what, what's going on? Like, why is why is he here? So it was very interesting. Well, then what happened, there was kind of some aftermath after that, uh, that we doesn't really matter. Um, some people pulled their sponsorship and I think eventually that all got kind of worked out. Okay, here's, here's why I'm telling you this story because Podcast Magazine is what I love about Steve Olsher, uh, who runs that uh, magazine, is he said, look, uh, okay, let's find out and let's talk about it. Let's go and talk to uh, Ben Shapiro. And he did. So he interviewed Ben and Ben was on the cover. I think of this latest magazine or maybe the next one or the one back a month or so. But that's the kind of thing that I love that Podcast Magazine is doing, talking to people and giving them an honest and open platform to uh, be heard, you know, and that's kind of what podcasting is all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that we try to do, even people that we disagree with, you know, or people that we're like, we're not even sure if that's technically falls in how I would define Christianity. It's like, we still have the platform and want to do something with it. Interestingly, um, Joe day and I started doing something pretty recently where we are kind of reviewing either recent or older episodes from, from one of our podcasts and kind of giving our own opinions and takes on some of the stuff that's been said. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we, Right now, it's up for free on our Patreon, and I think he's putting it on his YouTube, and it's our diving deeper. So nice. uh, coming up, I think before this releases, we're doing one on – Um, we did an interview with Richard Rains, and he talked some about Christian nationalism and different things. And uh, Joe and Andrew Fouts both were like, we actually had some problems with things said there. I was like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was pretty fun. It was long, but it was fun. Um, so you, you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of stuff, uh, Christian podcaster is the largest category, but with the li- least amount of listens, Yep. is that listens per genre or like average per show? Well, as I understand it per in each of the iTunes categories. Yeah. So there's 19 categories in iTunes. Now here's the thing. Guess which one has the smallest number of shows, but the most listens. True crime. True crime. That's right. <laughs> so because those fans, the Jeez. people who are listening to that, right, they're devoted. They're, they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got to oh, hear yeah. it. I think what drags the Christian category down is uh, podcasting has sort of become the new tape ministry, right, from the 90s. Did you guys ever do this? Maybe you guys are too young, but I used to, in the 90s, late 90s, I was aware of it, or but I early 2000s, I, I would burn CDs of the pastor's sermon like same day. So they'd be available by the time people left so they could grab it and give it to somebody or whatever. Now we just put it on a podcast and everybody can get it. But those get very small numbers of listens, 50 or less in most cases, unless you're yeah. Stephen Furtick and then he gets a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I, incidentally, I gave, I gave him kind of a bad review on uh, <laughs> in podcast magazine once. <laughs> was it curious? Was it bad review because of content or because how the podcast was formatted? No, I just, I, I used it as an opportunity to make the point that, uh, podcasting can do so much more than just recycle a sermon. Yeah. So I, I mean, whatever I, we could debate the fine points of theology. I, I don't have a lot of patience for that anymore. Uh, but I think he's, I would like to see somebody like him have a conversation with people that he's pastoring. Cause I think that would actually be a much I've, uh, I've heard a bad review about Stephen Furtick as a roommate. How are you? Oh my, not, not a good roommate review. Really? Yeah. Does he fart too much or what's the, <laughs> have to, that's have a, to that's gotta be it. <laughs> that's gotta be it. And he, he always lets out a bless the Lord. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I, made, I made it weird. That's what I do. Oh, my <laughs> Pastor Derwin gray is, and he has somebody else who's doing it with him. Who seems to be more the podcast biz person part mm-hmm. of it. And they have some some really deep, cool conversations. You know, he's a lot into like racial equity and stuff in Charlotte, but a lot more conservative in his theology still. So it's actually fascinating to listen to. I wish I remember the name of it, but you guys should just look up his name and I'm sure you'll find it eventually. That's how Spotify works. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. what people did before that search <laughs> engines? Who knows? 
We just forgot yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just I blew some people's mind on how search engines work. <laughs> oh man. So man. Okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and move a little bit forward here. What about the church you attend now? Do you I assume you attend a church now. <laughs> what uh, what's it like? What's makes it unique? Anything like well, that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. This is yeah, no, this is another interesting thing. So funny enough, we kind of left a church also this year. Um, Fair, me too. But yeah, we'd been there for twelve years, and um, my wife worked there, and it was just not a great, not a. A good way to go. Anyway, without rehashing all of that, um, here's the thing. I really love our church. And what what that church does well is they really care for people. Um, so while I'm maybe not a fan of the leadership of the church, um, the people in the church are really amazing. So I'll give you an example. For, I mean, we they do all kinds of things. They rally around stuff like uh, we have. they have a food bank. I'm still, see, I'm still messing with that. Like I still say we, <laughs> when really it's like, I don't yeah. go there anymore, but um, they have a food bank that serves like 70 or 90 families every week. It's, it's pretty amazing. In October, when my kids, two of my kids were in a car accident, totaled our car and, and um, yeah. one of them had to be in the hospital for a couple of days. We're still dealing with some ramifications of that. People from the church like came and took care of us, right? So they showed up at the hospital that night. They brought us food. They sent us, you know, money to buy food and other things. And uh, it was pretty amazing. So, you know, I think it really said a lot to me about how community, even when there is a break for things that most people don't know about or care about, um, that can still live on. I thought that said a lot for for the church in particular. Yeah. So. One one more random addition thing, and I'll let TJ get us back on track. Um, you mentioned that you left a church this year. I left a church this year. Some of our most Advent listeners that have spoken to me have left churches or have been told to leave churches, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the situation. Um, I know there's a few people I'm thinking of right now. What message do you have for those who, you know, either are transitioning to a new church and it's kind of awkward or whatever, or maybe they feel like they're homeless right now in that area? What do you have anything that you would Mm. say to them? Yeah, it all depends on your situation. So I'll tell you what I found. So I think we had really good relationships with people, not only at the church, but also around in our community. And certainly I have a bunch online. Somebody asked me earlier in the year last year, what are you doing about community? What, where are you with community? And I said, actually, I have more community now than I ever have. But I was not thinking about my church at the time. I was thinking about the people I know online, the the people I know who, uh, my CPA Gold group, who are absolutely, uh, almost functions as a small group. Um, We care for people. and we help support each other. But then also I have a small group of, of friends who I talk to about things like that. So my, I guess if I had any advice, my advice would be, um, I think it's easy to rely on a church to become your social network, but maybe don't do that. Um, be Look around for other people who are like you, who think like you. Uh, maybe a few that don't and try to build community by just being a valued member of that community. And I think you might find uh, there's some real benefits to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of people are anti online church kind of stuff, but uh, there's a lot of powerful community and stuff like that. So I I think so. I think so. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I love like worship live, like online worship services and stuff like that. That's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who, who needs yeah, that? Yeah. But what I do like is this kind of thing where we get to talk to each other, you know, or, um, you know, the number of people that I get to speak into their lives when I coach them through their podcast or whatever. That's what I think builds really deep relationships that, that last and cause an impact. So I don't know. I'm all for it. I, I think taking advantage of the opportunity to serve and connect with people around the world. That's my jam. That's what I love to do. Right. So, as someone who is so plugged in with the podcasting world, are there any new podcasts this year in the Christian realm that you're really excited about? Yeah. Okay. So there's one that um, I found recently. Do you, I don't know if you guys know Peter Englert. 
Um, he's in the, he's in CPA, but he's also, he has his own group uh, about podcasts for churches, but he has a show called why God, why, and here's why I'm excited about this show. Uh, he was a recent guest on my, on my podcast and we talked about it and kind of how he got there. What he does is he takes a why question that people ask uh, of the church or of God and they answer it. And so oftentimes the people asking the questions and sometimes the people answering, answering the questions are from his church, right? For that way wow. he serves up in Rochester. I love that. So when I talk about let's use podcasting for more than just recycling a sermon, I get that that's valuable. There is value there. You worked hard on it and you've, you know, delivered it and you want other people to hear it. But podcasting is a great conversation medium. And Peter is a really good example of somebody using it for that. And he had this really interesting quote, uh, which I shouldn't call a quote because I'm going to paraphrase it. <laughs> he, he basically said that what they try to do is use online content to supplement their Sunday content, right? So yeah. that's fine. We're going to do the sermon or whatever, but then on, we'll have a podcast that addresses another facet of what we talked about, or we'll have a conversation in a small group online that lets us go deeper with the, with the idea. That I think is the right way to be thinking about how online ministry interacts with church ministry because they're not opposed to each other. They're actually, they go hand in hand. Yeah. So have you heard about any podcasts coming up that you're excited for? Man, I haven't. I don't know. I wish I, I wish I knew. Um, I wish I, I wish more people told me what they're, what they're up to, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it'd be nice if we could all have like a roadmap. Right. Right. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I was going to let Josh make one for us, but he hasn't. <laughs> well, Clark Adams, he's got some new stuff coming out and he's a um, black liber liberation theology. Is that, am I saying that right? You know, he's a professor and I'm really interested to see what he puts out there. Yeah. Can I add one other podcast? It's not new this year, but there is one that I really enjoyed this year. Yeah. And that's untangling faith by Amy Fritz. Very, do you guys know her? She's in, she's in CPA also. I've heard the name. So she's really interesting. She's in Nashville. Her husband worked for Ramsey solutions and it didn't go well. Let's just leave it at that. But oh. she does <laughs> a great job bringing together a community of people who have kind of gone through some of the stuff like we talked about earlier. Some, some like uh, whether it's mistrusting leaders or, leaders who don't deserve to be trusted, things like that. Um, and it's a real community that she's building around this idea and she's doing very well. So that's uh, another somebody I'd love to mention. Sweet. So that's Adam Clark, not Clark Adams for what I was talking about. You were close. You were like yeah. right there. Very close. So close. <laughs> so, could you yeah, give us all your top, top podcast episode of the year and a top episode from another Christian podcaster? Yeah. So like one from my show and then one from somebody else? Yeah. Or just one you've been on. All right. Well, so I think I was looking at my catalog. I really did some interviews this year that I enjoyed um, because I really tried to do that. But there were two that stand out to me. The first one was Brian Zond. It was early in the year. And I'll tell you guys, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a pastor in Kansas City or St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, when I got done, when I got done editing that show, I still edit my own shows and it's always a good experience for me to hear the conversation again. Um, but one thing that I felt at the end of that, you know how Jesus tells those parables? He's like, the kingdom of God is like a pearl hidden in the desert or a pearl hidden in the, in, the, in the field somewhere. Yeah. And the wise person sells everything they have and they go and buy the field, right? I felt like that after I listened to Brian Zond again. I felt like if, if I could... Or if I thought it was worth it, I would sell my house. I would up and move to Kansas. Like who wants to move to Kansas? Nobody. Or Missouri, I guess. Missouri. <laughs> Nobody wants to live in Missouri. But I would go there if I could just sit under his teaching because he was so practical and not just practical, like um, pragmatic. I mean, like his way of thinking through um, the life with God and how that is different perhaps than our American um, Christianity that we've received was brilliant and it really made me happy. So that was one. Uh, the other one, I got to talk to James Brand Smith and he wrote um, The Good and Beautiful God and he had a new one coming out, The Good and Beautiful You, which is one of my hobby horses, the idea of people who we have this sort of, sort of Christian theology about um, that 
people aren't good. I get sin, uh, but I think God redeems, right? And he has something for you. <laughs> so we were talking about that and uh, it was really an amazing episode. It was cool to talk to him. Also, Rich Mullins lived in his attic for two years, which Sweet. Uh, I was I was like, dude, that's kind of amazing. So, oh, um, And then you asked about others like from other shows. Right. Yeah. So that's one best other podcast episode. Yeah. One I'd love to, that I listen to and that I'd love for more people to listen to is Amber Cullum on grace enough. Um, she had a five part series about power and about what happens when that's abused, right. And the abuse of power wow. really, really good. So she did talk to the aforementioned Amy Fritz about her situation with uh, Dave Ramsey, but she also had um, Diane Langberg on there. Uh, who's written some really good stuff on abuse, Wade Mullen. Um, I can't remember. I think he's a, an attorney, maybe. I don't remember. And then Caitlin Beatty, who just came out with a book about called Celebrities for Jesus, which is pretty interesting um, as well. So that was a, since that's kind of where I've been this year, her series was like, oh, that's perfect. Just right, right where I need to be. And so I would encourage everyone to listen to it. Nice. So, Eric, do you have any stories either from creators or podcast listeners that were particularly encouraging or just kind of get you excited about the state of Christian podcasting right now? Um, you know, I it's hard to remember like a specific story about what, um, you know, is, is going on. What I love, though, is when I hear from podcasters, particularly our CPA Gold podcasters, who are having um, – success with what they're doing. So like one example comes to mind, uh, Jerry Dugan, his show's called beyond the rut. He had to leave his job for some of the same reasons we were talking about. And, uh, he's now like doing seminars and speaking and moving wow. on and taking his podcast to this kind of next level that I think he's imagined for a long time, but he hasn't really, you know, stepped into. And so now he's doing it. So there's stuff like that, that I think I really believe podcasting is, Oh, it, a catalyst in a way, you know, for, for somebody's growth. I think that's great. And Jerry's a really cool guy. I don't think we've yes. had him on here before, but you I should like talking to him. Yeah. He's a good, good. He's uh, he could be a little scattered. Sometimes he knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I've never smart. actually spoken to him. I've messaged him on Facebook messenger. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But good dude. He would come on. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Sweet. So what should we look forward to? or be encouraged by and concerning the next year of Christian podcasting, our near future. Yeah. Well, so I think um, the cool thing about Christian podcasting is we are, it's growing. And I think more and more people are finding their niche and finding what they want to talk about. Um, and I actually think that's a really good thing. So I talk often about bringing the kingdom of God to bear upon your niche, right? Your guys is this church unity. Mine is the spiritual journey. Uh, Paula Chamberlain's is quilting, right? She says every quilt has a story. She doesn't always talk about uh, Jesus in every episode, but when she does, when she has a believer on the show, they do. And that's that so brings cool. the gospel. Isn't that cool? Like to a yeah. community that otherwise, where, where would you go? You know, I have, um, Annie Purdue Olson does one about leadership. Um, Tim Winders does one called Seek Go Create about business and redefining success. I love that. And I just think there's going to be more and more people who are discovering podcasting and discovering it as a tool for themselves uh, to develop and grow and then have an impact on the world through that. And I think that's exciting. Sweet. So we should look forward to more competition. Yes. <laughs> But no, I was going to say, it reminds me of um, C.S. Lewis' quote from The Four Loves, thing I quote more than anything our listeners are tired of. But, uh, you know, at one point he's talking about the definition of friendship is like it has to be about something like a shared truth. And he's like yeah. listing stuff. And he's like, and it could even just be the shared truth that you both like buttons a lot and collect buttons. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you're talking about the quilt thing. I'm like, yeah, it can That's literally right. be anything. It's so, so true. Go ahead, DJ. Yeah. Is, is there anything new in the works for CPA that we should keep our eyes peeled for? Yeah. So one thing I'm excited about, um, a lot of, a lot of this year, part of my work has been to roll out this sort of lower cost membership that we call CPA silver, which is $9 a month. Um, I would love to get more people in there. We're, we're building a directory of Christian podcasts. And so you join up, you can add your show to it. And, uh, we have some discounts and things in there and, 
some other features, which I'm excited to talk about. We're we're going to add a community uh, that's actually inside the website. So the the product that I use is called Kajabi. They just purchased this community solution um, that's going to be kind of attached to to it. And it does some really cool stuff. You can do challenges. You can do lives right in it. And when you go live, everybody gets notified, right? So that's kind of nice. I can't uh, promise that Facebook is doing that, right? So, <laughs> um, And when you post, you can make sure everybody sees it. And so I'm excited about that. And then you can do other like levels. So like our gold members will have a community to for themselves and then we'll have a silver community. Um, and we're going to do some things like community days where instead of a like a two-day conference we're going to do like a four-hour five-hour day on something like how do you monetize right or what's what's working in in marketing your podcast i'll bring in three four or five speakers and then we'll have some breakout sessions and it'll be really valuable and then i'd like to have it be free as a inside of that community if you're already part of it then you get to you get to go um and then for everybody else if they want to go they can just join up and and be part of it um so that's one one thing the other thing i'm working on don't tell anybody but i'm working on a network for a christian podcasters association so i'd really like to have a podcasting network because i think a lot of networks one thing i've found when i go to like podcast movement or someplace is they only talk about podcasting uh and monetization from the perspective of if you're each episode is getting ten thousand downloads or more I don't know where you guys are at. You're probably close to that, but I'm not. And so um, we don't monetize quite quite like that. But I know that if we have a network, we could sell ads to a number of Christian organizations. Um, I've already talked to some of them and they were, they were interested in that because our audiences would be their audiences. And um, we could all kind of make a little bit of money and help promote one another as well. So we'd have space for... Um, you know, cross promotion uh, in front of the episode. So that's, I'm excited about that. It's a little daunting. It's kind of a lot to try to manage and and make happen and try to sell some ads, things like that. But um, I am interested and I think it's going to be cool. That would be awesome. You guys will be invited if you're, I don't know if you're, are you on a network already? Not right now. No. Well, there you go. We've had a few people talk about it and I'm just kind of one of those wait and see and, yeah, well, it usually just doesn't play out, right? But uh, so, Eric, where can people find you and all of the many things that you are a part of? Yeah, so the best place is ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. So that's uh, there. We have uh, you pull it up. You'll see my lovely mug. I guess I'll say I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't uh, denigrate myself. Uh, but you'll find it there, and then uh, all the things that we do, uh, like the memberships and courses and coaching is all there. You can hit that and jump in. Awesome. Uh, we'll all have to go check that out. Uh, so is there any question that you wish you had gotten asked more when you've guessed it on other people's podcasts this year? Um, do you know what I want? I want to do, I want to go on a baseball podcast and I want to talk. So <laughs> I want to talk baseball actually. You want to so talk we- baseball. We talked to hockey, but I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. So I, I need to probably start reaching out to some of the Cardinals podcasts and try to get on one of them. I think it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So uh, how do you feel about the Cardinals chances this coming season? <laughs> um, well, we're going to have to do some more. I, I think we got Wilson Contreras. And you know what? He's going to be good, but... Uh, we need we need some pitching. We need some more stuff. So yeah, yeah. Maybe shoot for Shohei Otani. Uh, That'd be amazing. Hard. I don't think they're gonna. Here's the thing: we have a ton of great prospects. You do trade those prospects for a guy like Otani, right? Like oh, or yeah. Trout or somebody like that. You don't, or even Soto, but they didn't. They didn't want to get Soto, but uh, that's interesting. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. there so, there are a couple of good ways to use a prospect line, and trading for a, an ab a franchise player is. That's right. It's a pretty good use of a. We've already got like Goldschmidt was the MVP this year of the National League. We've got Arenado. We've got, and then now we have Contreras to add to that. We've got some good pieces, but I think we just need a few guys to step up. Maybe Jordan Walker, one of our AAA guys. See, I could talk about this forever. You don't care. Your audience doesn't care because they're here to listen about the church, not baseball. But yeah. I don't so a care couple things. I hate St. Louis. 
You hate St. Louis? <laughs> All of them. So, uh, are, are you a Cardinals fan? No. Or, I mean, a Cubs fan, I mean? Uh, I just okay. don't like St. Louis conceptually, <laughs> on principle. Sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a so, St. Louis Blues hater. Oh, I see. It's hockey. I should have known that. I should have known yeah. that. So uh, a couple of just a couple things. Uh, one is just funny and pretty ironic, especially in hindsight. As a child, I was like nay obsessed with the St. Louis Cardinals for a while. I had all their trading cards. I had like a baseball signed by Mark McGuire. Do you and still have those? Because you could send those to me. I, I have a card of Mark <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> I have a plaque. This is the fun part, um, especially because you know everything that's Mark McGuire stuff now. Yeah. But I have a a plaque that I got as a child, and I swear I see it all the time, except for right now when I want to show it to you. But it has all of his stats and everything, and it's just this plaque of Mark McGuire, St. Louis Cardinals. That's cool, man. That right now, it's just funny because it's like, oh, well, does that any of that actually count anymore? Or, I don't know. They do. You know what? I don't know what will happen with Mark, like McGuire and Sosa. They both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I think. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think I like a guy like Pete Rose who got kind of permanently banned from baseball for something that they compared yeah. to be did. I think, all right, when he's when he's dead, let's put him in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in there, but maybe he doesn't get the recognition while he's alive. I think it's a little hypocritical of the baseball writers to not have voted for some of the um, – steroid era players when clearly they were amazing players and it goes both ways pitchers and hitters mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they were happy to write about it but they and get views but now they're not happy to enter in those guys in the hall come on give me a break yeah right there you go see i could be on one of these shows i know i could <laughs> yeah. i know i could now tj's gonna have to forgive me but uh eric since you're gonna be at our convention uh, one of the panels we're gonna have set up is a faith and sports panel Nice. Yeah, yeah. You you could be on Are, that. Uh, TJ's going to talk about a uh, hockey. Will's going to talk about a uh, Tar Heel basketball. You can be on there, represent the baseball community. Can you? Can you? <laughs> All right. Good. I was yeah. going to make a snide comment. I'll stop. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait. That'll be fun. Were you going to ask if you can love God and Tar Heels? Because I was. I was. I can you really be a Christian and be a Tar Heel fan? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Will's listening to this, and I got to let you know, Will. Uh, <laughs> you might need to repent. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I don't even care. Like uh, uh, college I stuff, it's just I, whatever. I'm not, I'm a baseball guy, which is hard in Denver because Denver is really a football town. Yeah. That's my sport. Yeah. I love football, but college football. Are you, are you in the league? Are you in the fantasy football league with Andrew Fouts and those guys? No, I don't really do pros like that. So I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. I care specifically about Florida state football, which is actually good again for once crazy it's good good times yeah so eric as you know we always ask our guest for a single tangible action just something practical that could help our listeners maintain unity in the church today um what you got for us today what is something practical our listeners can go do that'll help them maintain unity yeah okay so uh this may seem a little self-serving at first but i'm going to tell you i'll explain why i'm saying this uh depending on what your gift is I would say you should start creating something and maybe it should be a podcast, right? So like we talked about earlier, where if you bring the gospel to bear on your niche and through your podcast, um, I don't, I don't care what your, what your niche is. There's somebody out there who wants to hear about it, who wants to learn about it and you can grow. So I say all the time that podcasting really is about personal growth as much as it is audience growth. And the reality is many of us, are not going to have our gifts nurtured at our local churches. We'd like to believe that, but that's not actually how it works because they're busy doing other things, but they want you to plug into programs that they already have existing that may or may not resonate with you, your heart and your gifting. So if you want to, to do something for the kingdom of God, you may have to start that yourself. Start small. It doesn't have to be perfect. Iterate, change, um, you know, version as my coach calls it. Ver like start with version one, do version two, do version three, like they do software. But get going, choose something. I don't care if it's a podcast. If it is a podcast, let me help you. But if, if it's not, that's fine. You might be a blog. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you want to be on YouTube. Maybe you just want to share something on social media. I don't care. But rally that community around you and get going. Because what happens is when you do it, as you rally that community, um, I think that's a place where you find um, 
the love of the love of God and you get that sense of um, what Jesus said where two or three are gathered right yeah is where is where he is so I'd say go for it start something so so what would be the ramifications in the world if everyone did that well if everyone was starting something um, <laughs> I think what would be interesting is the local church would look a little bit different Right. So it may not be um, the way it has been in American evangelical context anyway, uh, a 501c3 organization headed by somebody who gets to get on the stage and share their opinions every week after week after week. Um, it might look more like lots of we, we get together, lots of people serving one another um, with whatever their particular niche is. And that would be a good thing. That would be a good thing. Yeah, Amen. that's true. I, so, I just had a flash. So I'll give you an example. At the church I used to attend, like first month of the first week of the month, every uh, week, every month, was these ladies would sit down and they would bring in their sewing machines, right? And they would sit there during the service with their sewing machines, uh, four or five of them. And you could bring your tailoring or your like, hey, this I got a hole in the pocket of my elbow or, or whatever. And they would fix it for you, like just for free. They were using their gift to serve the, the kingdom of God. Awesome. How cool is that? I need one of those. I know. Is, I, 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 I really lost my thought that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But So, before we get into our outro, well, you've been a great guest today, as always. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope you remember, we like to start with our God Moment segment. And if you're new here, uh, we just take a moment to share what God's been up to with us recently, whether it be a blessing, challenge, curse, moment of worship, anything like that. I always make Josh go first uh, because I like to have the extra time to think about my week. So, yeah. Josh, do you have a God moment for us this week? Yeah, my God moment this week uh, is about our uh, longest giving patron. Um, also, our most giving patron. We're technically supposed to announce him every episode according to the tier system on there. We do a bad job, but uh, Russell forgives us. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is... A, he's going to have me officiate his wedding, and I'm super honored about that. That's crazy. And then I turned around and asked him if he would also watch my dog this weekend, and he's doing that too. So, man, I'm just blessed to to know Russell. He's a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. What a nice guy. Yeah. And I'm Praise invited, which is cool. To watch my dog? No. <laughs> I'm not coming over there. Uh, for me, my God moment, uh, I work at Chipotle. It's no secret. Been very open about it. Uh, here and uh they're giving us christmas bonuses this year which allegedly has been happening for the past several years i don't think that's true uh but it's it's quite substantial it is much larger than i thought it was going to be and a huge help in the holiday times and i'm very grateful for once to be working for chipotle mm, yeah good place yeah so grateful for that Eric Nevins, do you have a God moment for us this week? Does it have to have happened in the last week? No. Okay. Uh, you know, I I think what I was thinking about, um, I so I mentioned earlier, one of the things I started doing is a podcast audit for podcasters. I did my first one a couple of, um, or last week. And this podcaster, we, there were some things that he has, he's fairly new and needs to grow in. But what I loved was just seeing his enthusiasm for teaching and for sharing the gospel, sharing scripture with people. Um, and I just love the opportunity that podcasting has to do that and to play a part in it, even if it's a small part, whether it's a little one coaching moment or a long-term coaching relationship. It was amazing. And I think God shows up there and I can't wait to see where it goes for him. But also, as I've been talking about, I think for the, for the, community of the church in the world podcasting is a really important tool i would yeah. love to get podcast audited we could do that yeah you have to talk to josh about it all right <laughs> we'll see. you're the boss yeah but I'm, i'll be busy in two minutes so if you enjoyed this episode please consider sharing with a friend you can also share with an enemy if you have cousins share with your cousins uh christmas is coming up it's a pretty convenient time to rope all your cousins into something yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, and then uh, you can geek out about Christmas and different Christmas IPs and stuff with us at systematicgeekology.org, where we just talk about the intersections of our favorite fandoms and faith. 
there's a host tab there. You can click that. You see my name and TJ's name over there and see all the episodes we're a part of with that show as well. Right. And head on over to Patreon. Check out one of our three patron shows, such as The Whole Church News, where we update you about the news for the past month in the church. Check out our store to buy a limited time fundraiser t-shirt to help us with our new website and our convention next year. That would be greatly appreciated. And thank you for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Coming up, we will have interviews with Trip Fuller of Homebrew Christianity, Andrew Fouts of Ministry Misfits, and Melanie Rust, author of Common Spaces Between Us. Finally, at the end of season one, we will be joined by Francis Chan. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't know that, though. So. Yeah, that's season one tell him. doesn't end until <laughs> Francis Chan agrees to be on the show. Yeah, someone needs to let him know. <laughs> yeah, I we're think I remember this. that last time. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We won't stop until it happens. <laughs> And it's, it's come pretty close a few times. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, now I know somebody who's friends with him. Yeah. So now we're getting dangerously close. That's yeah. good. But then what we say at the tune end. In, okay, tune good. in. Good. Well, uh, next will be the Pope. Pope. Yeah. Yeah. The Pope is next. Yeah. That'll be season two. Which I don't want to wish bad things on the Pope, but it would be cool if the next one spoke English. <laughs> yeah. His first act as uh, reigning pope is to be on the whole church podcast. Naturally. I doubt that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ideally. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be the best action. And then start <laughs> off your reign as the pope with you know some church unity. Yeah. Aim high. Aim high. Yeah, exactly. Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land among the stars. <laughs> well, uh, TJ is uh, going to go peace out to to do an episode about systematic. Are you doing two systematic geekology episodes tonight? Three. You still have three to do tonight? Oh, no, I'm doing two more. Oh, you're already one. I'm doing two. Yeah. That's too many podcasts for one day, dude. I agree. I have to. All right, well, have fun. Thank you for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to come back next week where we'll be having a roundtable discussion around the topic of the common spaces we share, whether it be buildings, communities, or online space. And remember, you can always sponsor the show at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast, or by clicking the link in the show notes to check out our fundraiser t-shirts for our new website.